I think it's going to be incredibly important to help you take your Python game to the next level. Hi, and welcome to the Get in the Cloud podcast. My name is Coin. Just recently, I did my Python episode in January. Hopefully you've had time to learn and practice, but I wanted to follow up with an episode to help take your Python game to the next level. I couldn't do this before because I wasn't doing video yet, but now I can show you a simple method to make coding in Python much, much easier. Let's take a look. All right, so we've loaded into my IDE, which I'm using is called PyCharm. PyCharm is my preferred IDE for working with Python. Other IDEs are also really good as well, like VS Code or IntelliJ, a lot of very popular and good IDEs. They all have very similar feature sets and capabilities, but for Python, I tend to use PyCharm but you can use whatever IDE you are most familiar with. I would recommend that you use an IDE. Do not, the, the whole point of this is to not try to utilize a text files or the command line to do Python programming and debugging. One of the first features I'm, I want to show you is the config. Because as you look at this program, you can see I'm starting to by importing Boto3 and I'm generating a Boto3 client for EC2 to be able to manipulate EC2 instances. And the point of this script, this is a common script that you will use with Python, and that is the classic, I want to write a script that will find an EC2 instance that has a particular tag and stop that instance, shut it down. So that's the nature of this script that I've written uh, in order to interact from Python, in order to interact with AWS, the Boto3 package is what you typically use. That is the SDK for the interaction between Python and the AWS CLI. So you'll notice here that I'm creating the EC2 client. You'll notice that I'm not passing in any of the typical parameters to instantiate the EC2 client. Those are being pulled off of the environment variables. And I will show you a neat trick on how to set those using the edit configurations under the run debug configuration. So if you click here and go down to edit configurations, you can see here, I get an edit configuration screen and it has the, the path, it has the interpreter that I'm using, the version of Python that it's uh, referring to. It has the path to my script that is my main script that's running. And then, uh, and then you can set your working directory. But here I can set my environment variables and I have an AWS profile set I also have a region set and because I've set these in the environment variables, I don't need to specify them in the Boto3 settings because Boto3 will automatically look for these specific environment variables. You could also use a .env file to feed in your environment variables, which is common for uh, containers and applications that would run. So this is another option as well. So back to the script, I'm going to kind of walk you through how this script 
works if you're not familiar with Python or Boto3. And then I will talk through kind of the main point here is show you how to use the debugger to make these kinds of programs much easier to troubleshoot. And you can see here at the bottom, I've added a main, which provides an entry point for Python to run and prevents the Python script from being run as a as an alternate package, but gives you a nice entry point for the running of your application. And I have a function called shutdown with tag and I'm passing in dev as the tag that I want to shut down. And I have a comment here that explains that. And this references the, the defined function that I have up here. And as you can see, I'm passing in the parameter for tag. And the first thing that I'm going to do is build a filter that looks for that specific tag. And this is the way that you do that. You create a filters object, which is a list of dictionaries. And in that dictionary, you name the thing that you want to filter for, and then you give the values for the thing you want to filter for. Now, of course, I'm hard coding the environment as the name of the tag. And then in this case, dev would be the value of the environment tag. Then I get the response from running describe instances and then feeding in the filters. And once I get that response back, I'm saving it to instance to shut down. I'm saving the response to that. And then I'm passing into the EC2 client again, the stop instances command and feeding in the instance ID. This is a list of instance IDs that I want to shut down. And in this case, of course, the instance ID, uh, the instance to shut down is going to be equal to the response. And if you're familiar at all with Boto3 and the describe instances, you'll know right off the bat that this this won't work. This is this is actually not going to work the way uh, it might be expected. And I did that on purpose. So first, I'm going to go over here. This is called the gutter. I'm going to go over to the gutter. I'm going to run this uh, in debug mode and let's see what we get here so it dumps me into um, an error message here we can see that the perimeter validation so it can be can be a little bit confusing because we jumped over into the actual boto 3 code and if you go to the console here you can see the actual error and i'll pull this up just a tad is that the parameter validation failed. There's an invalid type for instance IDs. Remember we passed in the instance ID and the value we passed in is this big dictionary. So obviously can't pass that uh, response into the, into the instance ID. So we already knew that was gonna be a problem. So, all right, so we'll go back up here Okay, so back to the original file here, and we saw we got an error. So we, obviously we cannot pass this response, set it equal to instance to shut down and then pass it in as an instance ID. It's not actually an instance ID. And so what we're gonna do now is to go into the gutter. We're just gonna click over here to create a breakpoint, right? So what we're, what we're gonna do is create a breakpoint and then we're gonna start the program in debug mode. And now in the olden days, before I understood debugging, I would have just put print statements in here 
and tried to figure out the solution to the problem by printing before and printing after and doing things like that. So, but we're not going to do it that way. We're going to put a breakpoint. And so what we'll do is we'll click debug again. And now it's going to run the program until it gets to the breakpoint and then it's going to pause. And as it pauses, it will give us a status of what the situation is at that point. And so first I want to talk a little bit about this, the debug options at the bottom. And so you can see what your options are and utilize this. The first thing is we can see each variable that has been assigned up to this point. We can see that in the main area here. Now on the left side, you can see that we have um, stepped in. The main is the, the main program, the full program here. And then we've gone into this function shut down with tag and you can click each of these to see the variables that are local to those functions if you're familiar with programming then you know that as you move in and out of functions some variables will be different inside and outside of those functions so you can click in and out here to see where you're going but currently we are in the shutdown with tag function and so on the right we see the variables that have been assigned we know that as soon as we entered, tag was set equal to dev. We generated our filter right here on line nine. And then on line 12, we ran this describe instances and we got a response back. And the response is what uh, actually we're, we're trying to figure out what we should be doing there. Make sure we have the EC2 instance we need to be able to pass that along to the instance IDs. Now, just a, another word of kind of these th these options here, which we use a lot, is uh, to be able to step through your code one line at a time. And you have step over, which will step over code that's not yours and just keep on code that's yours. Step into will step into code that isn't yours. So if you wanted to walk through the code for Boto 3, you would use step into. Step into my code will move you into functions that's yours, but not move you into functions from packages. And step out, if you've stepped into code that is in packages, you could use step out to step back out. Most of the time, you're just going to use step into my code. And you can use that to step through your code one step at a time. So here we can see we're on this step if I use step into my code it's going to move me down to the next step this step set instance to shut down equal to response and we can see that instance to shut down is now equal to response we don't actually want to do that and so now i have this button up here to restart debug because i want to go back to that point again so i'm going to click that it's going to start over stop the previous run and take me back to this point and so now we want to figure out how do i get the instance id on this variable from the response. And so we can see down here, the response is a dictionary with two items. And I can take that down and I can see it has a reservations item and it has a response metadata. Well, I'm not interested in the metadata. I'm looking for an instance ID. So then I know that it's a dictionary and I need reservations. In this dictionary is a list. So the first thing I'm gonna do is put in 
So now I'm inside of reservations. I know that if I want to get an instance ID, I'm going to have to get inside of this response into the reservations dictionary. And now I see this reservation dictionary has a list. In this list, there is one item only. So I'm going to reference the first item in the list. Now, of course, if you were doing this for real in a production environment, there were, might be multiple reservations and in those there might be multiple things. So this is only working for getting the first instance ID. So it's not uh, not very representative, but it does kind of showcase how you could find where to get those instance IDs from. So in this list, the first item has a list of groups, a list of instances, owner ID, reservation ID, and so on. I'm interested in instances. So item zero is a dictionary that has a key called instances. So I will just add in instances here. And if I look in the instances list, it tells me there's one item. So it would be item zero is going to be in that list. So I can just put item zero. And if I look in item zero, we can see it's a dictionary with 41 keys. And there is an instance ID key that gives me the string for the instance ID. You see all the other information here, but there is an instance ID string. So I can just add instance ID. Okay, so now I've gone down the chain to get the instance ID from this response from Boto3. And so now I can, of course, I, I, I can't, because I've started the program already, these changes don't take effect. So what I do is I'm just going to click to restart. Now I'm back and the code changes that I've made are there. So now I'm going to step into my code one step. And then I will look and now I can see I have an instance to shut down and it is a string, which is just an instance ID. And then I will step one more step. And now exit code zero, it is complete. And there it is, totally finished. If I logged into the console, the server would be shut down or be in the process of stopping at this point. And you can see um, I, I use this method a lot in the past when I wanted to figure out what was going on in my code. I would put print statements all over the place. It's especially um, good if you're doing loops or complicated functions that are calling each other. If you're using recursion, it's so great to be able to step through your code and see how things are changing so you understand where the potential error might be in your code. And then also I was writing a script actually last week for an API that I was calling. I was calling the API, I was getting back a payload and the payload wasn't what I was expecting. So then it, as I stepped through the code, I was able to learn more about what the API payload that it was returning to me was. It was returning in JSON. So I was having to load the JSON using the JSON package to load it into a Python dictionary and then make additional API calls to get additional information using the results from the first API call. So this kind of debugging, super helpful, way better than putting print statements all through your program to try to figure out what's going on. You can step through your code one line at a time, see what's going on. You can put breakpoints at different 
intervals uh, so that you could just stop at that point, kind of see what's going on and then restart without having to print, go to the console, try to figure out what's going on and then and go from there. And that's really it. That's the that's the tip for today. I think it's going to be incredibly important to help you take your Python game to the next level. Try it. Try it with some of your existing programs. Get used to using breakpoints to step through your code and um, continue to improve uh, in your coding capabilities.